we started talking about we are not all the same. Well, the truth of the matter is that in life, we are not all the same. You understand that? In life, we are not all the same. They are rich, they are poor, they are tall, they are short, they are wise, they are foolish, they are intelligent, they are not so intelligent, they are educated, they are illiterate. In life, we are not all the same. So if in life we are not all the same, how can we be all the same when it comes to the things of the Spirit? We can't all be the same. Are you understanding me? It depends on your investment in life. Your investment in life determines how you turn out. What you put into your life or what you put into life determines how different you become. We all went to school. We all had classmates. But after school, we are not all the same. Because some people invested more in their lives than others. Some people used their time wisely than others. Some people did A, B, and C that others didn't do. You probably entered the job with the person at the same time. But after two years, you are not the same. One has become a supervisor, the other is still the same. One has been made a manager, the other is still the same. The only reason for the difference is de 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 determined by what the other put in there that the other one decided not to. So in life, every aspect of life, we are not all the same. Unfortunately, when it comes to the things of God and the things of the Spirit, we want to make it look like we are all the same and our rewards will be the same and our results will be the same. And um, I beg to differ on that one. There are certain verses that will tell you that, oh, um, the ones who, who came in the second hour will end the same as the one who came in the 11th hour. But there are verses to which, which will tell you that each one will be rewarded according to their works. Each one will be treated according to their works. So, so you get, you get a, a passage that will tell you um, the, the, the talents. The five, someone got five, they went to work, they multiplied the five and got another five. And then the master said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, I'll make the rule over many things. Then the second person also got two multiplied it by two, the, the master said. So my question is that, why would even someone be given five and the other was given two? The Bible says it was according to their various abilities. So obviously, on that level, we are not the same. Then the third person was given one talent. He went and hid that one talent. When his master came, he said that, you, I knew a very wicked man. You reap where you have not sowed. And so I went to hide it. And here is your thing. The master did not look at all three the same. He didn't give them the same talents. He didn't give them the same gifts. And then he didn't give them the same rewards. The last one, he said they must, he must be punished. So in, 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 in other words, what I'm just trying to, for you to understand is that in this life that we are living, we are not all the same. We cannot all be the same. So don't push yourself and think that, oh, as for me, I'm going to do the barest minimum in life. I'm going to do the barest minimum in life when it comes to Christianity. 
I'm going to the the least effort I'll put in because whatever happens, we will all get the same rewards. No, we will not all get the same rewards. And we will not all get the same results. And we we will not all get the same blessings. And we will not all get the same promotion. And we will not all get the same um, openings. Are you understanding me? So, why would God look at... Let me just... Let me just be even very physical. We have about 1,000, let me put it this way. We have about 1,000 churches that have been around. Even 1,000 may be too too high. Let Let me even reduce it. We have about 100 churches in Ghana that have been around for at least 20 years. A hundred churches that have been around for at least 20, 30 years. Why is it that it is only about 10 churches, only about 10 churches that you would regularly hear about? It's because we are not all the same. All the churches are preaching, all the churches are singing. All the churches do praise and worship. All of them do prayer. All of them do all the things that everybody else does. Basics. But some go the extra mile and do other things that not everybody is doing. And the extra mile is what determines the difference. The extra mile is what determines the difference. The addition that you put in is what determines the difference. So if everybody is doing 30 minutes prayer, they are doing two hours prayer. If everybody is doing evangelism once a week, they are doing four times a week. If everybody is inviting people for maybe once every three months, there's a program and you invite people, they have made it a determination that every Sunday is a special service and so we are inviting people. So obviously, they are doing more, even though we are all doing invitation. You are doing your invitation once every three months. They are doing their invitation once every week. You are praying for church growth once you come for a conference. They pray for church growth every morning devotion. They are praying for church growth. We all pray for church growth, but others are putting in more. So obviously, their results will not be the same. I mean, God will be very wicked if everybody is the same, even though we are not all putting in the same effort. Are you here? So the, the story that we have been given and the, and, the, and, the, and the impression we have had that God is no respecter of persons. Yes, it's true. But also God looks out for certain things. He looks out for certain things and then he blesses based on certain things. So we are not all the same. We cannot all be the same. We will not all be the same. So if you want to be up there, there are certain things you must do. If you want to be different positively, not different negatively, you want to be different positively, there are things that must be done. There are things that must be done. And so we started talking about all these things. And we got to a point where I'm saying that servants of God are different. Servants, people who serve, people who serve. And we looked at, we looked at the fact that my, my servants will eat but you will not eat. My servants will drink, 
but you will not drink. My servants will have joy, but you will not have. Isaiah 65, verse 8 to 16. So we started seeing such differences that my servants, I would give them joy, but you, you will not be joyful. My servants, they will eat, but you, you will not eat. My servants will drink, but you, you will be thirsty. So obviously, from this verse, you can tell that we cannot all be the same. We are not all the same. When I'm taking care of my employees, I don't take care of every employee who has ever worked in Ghana. When God is taking care of his employees, he will not, he doesn't pay everybody the same. He doesn't pay you just because you, you were born or you were created. Are you here? Even in the same business, we, we don't all get the same. Are you understanding me? Because everybody puts in different inputs, different efforts, different, different um, 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 talents, different skill, different exposure. Same business, same company, same employer, but even those rewarding, they are different. So don't ever think that when it comes to the things of the spirit, we will all be the same. We are not the same. We are not the same. We are not the same. That's the reason why sometimes when you pray, nobody hears. Another person will come and stand and pray. Happens. We are not the same. There are grades. There are ranks. That's the reason why sometimes, sometimes somebody is casting out demons. He will stand there and cast out. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. The demon just did a watch. Demono. And you have mentioned the name of Jesus. Oh, he's just watching like this. Then sometimes they'll do. <laughs> have you seen some before? I'm telling you. He go look you. Uh, then he go turn so. Then he will face another person. Release another one. And turn. Another person too will not even take microphone. We'll look at the face of the... Ah, ah, ah. They are different levels. Different levels. It all... And it's, it, it doesn't even have to do with God. It has to do with what we are putting in there. It has to do with what you are investing. What are you investing? What are you putting in your Christianity? What are you putting in your spiritual life? So we started talking about that. And then I started talking about the difference between servants and outcasts. Luke chapter 15, verse 11. The difference between servants and outcasts. The difference between the, and, and I'm not talking about servants as in servants of anybody. Servants of God, I mean. The difference between servants of God and outcasts. Wayward people, lawless people. I've started preparing a message titled Lawfully Lawless. <laughs> I'm preparing. One day I'll launch it. Lawfully Lawless. <laughs> I was, I was reading the Bible and just, I was reading the Bible. Ah, then the Lord just dropped in, 
that title into my heart. Lawfully lawless. And he started giving me a message. So I, I began to write. <laughs> I can't wait for him to tell me that now is the time. <laughs> Lawfully lawless. Oh my goodness. So we started talking about the differences between servants and outcasts. Servants of God and outcasts from the kingdom. Outcasts. They are just outcasts. They have taken their leave. They have walked out. They are not interested. And by preaching this message, the prayer I'm praying is that the Lord will bring a clear difference between his servants in the house, his servants in the kingdom, and the outcasts. So that somebody will look at you and say that, oh boy, the God you serve, I want to serve him too. Because that's what used to happen in the Bible days. The God you serve, I want to serve him too. Who is taking care of you? I want, to, I, want, I want him to take care of me too. You know how the jailer, the jailer said, how, how, can, how can I also be born again? How can I be born again? Because I have seen that this born again thing, it has done something for you. I want to be born again some. People must see the difference to the point where they will say that, you know what? Whatever you are eating me too, I want to eat some. Whichever Bible you are reading, I want to read some. Whichever God you are following, I want to follow him. Whichever prayer you are praying, I want to pray. One man of God told Reverend Eastwood that I want to come and spend the afternoon with you during your prayer time. I want to know how you pray. What, how do you pray? What do you say during prayer time? So he said he told the man that he should come. So the man joined him in his prayer room. He was praying, he was praying, he was praying. That he couldn't hear the man again. He turned, the man has taken a pen and a paper. And he's writing the prayer. <laughs> the, the man is copying notes. The old man is praying. And the man has taken pen and book. He's just copying the prayer. May somebody look at your life and take pen and paper and start copying notes. May somebody look at your prayer life and say that this prayer I want to copy. Let me take pen and paper. As, as you are praying, they are just copying. As you are living your life, they are just copying. As you are preaching, they are just copying. As you are reading the Bible, they are just copying. When you become different, you make an impact. They copy your prayer. One man of God invited him to Nigeria to come and preach in his church. He said that the only thing I want to see is the door that you use to enter into the spirit. That's all I want to see. He said, oh, when I come to your church, I'll do it, you see. He said he just entered into the spirit and started repeating. The man said, ah, how did you just get in there? He said that when you go to your own house, you know where every door is. You know how to turn on the switch. You know how to turn it on, turn it off. So for him, he's so used to it that he can just 
pa, and he's entered. Pa, he's out. So, hey, I see it happening to you in the name of Jesus. A man and a woman of the spirit, you will not operate like everybody else. You will be different. Completely different. People will call you because they want to. How do you, how come you are so different? What do you do? How do you pray? How do you serve God? What books are you reading? Somebody called him and said that the software that you have been using to do Bible study before you come and preach, I want the software. He said, I don't have any software. He said, oh, stop telling, stop telling stories. He said, I don't have the software. When we went to Boga, he was talking to me and then I said, that's software. He said, man of God, there's no software. <laughs> there's no software. But the thing is that depending on what you are putting inside your spiritual life and your Christian life, there is a difference that will show. And people will begin to wonder, what? I, I, I was in a meeting when somebody said, ah, na, Bible na oridino. And yet the same Bible na yin na yaka and I said, oh no, no, onyami man, the different Bible. There is a difference. There is a difference between servants and outcasts. And I see you carrying a great difference because you are going to be a servant of God. You are going to be different academically. You are going to be different physically. You are going to be different spiritually. You are going to be different maritally. You are going to be different in every aspect of your life in the name of Jesus. You are going to be different in every aspect of your life. Your marriage will be different. Your business will be different. Your academic life will be different. Everything about you will be different. You step anywhere, everybody will say, ah, there's something, there's something, there's something about you. May you be different. You may take your seats. So I'm talking about difference between servants and outcasts. Servants and outcasts. So I started from um, Luke 15, 11. A certain man had two sons. Continue for me. I'm testing my eyes. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. So there were two sons in the house. One said, I am tired of serving. I am tired of being a son. I'm tired of being in the house. Every time they, they want people to work, because I'm younger, every time they are sending me. Every time they want evangelism, go. Every time they want this, go. It happens a whole lot. So the younger ones always want to leave. The younger ones always want to leave. Every time uh, I'm the last one, then they are worrying me. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm tired of this or I'm leaving. The younger ones always want to leave. In church, in church is the same thing. The younger ones, who they are also called, but they are not being given the opportunity to preach. And it's only Pastor Evie and Pastor Prosper who are always preaching. They also sometimes feel like, no, 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 no. I have to leave because I also want to preach. So the younger one said, that, you know what? I got to go. I got to go. I can't be here for long. Enough of this 
servanthood, enough of serving the old man. The old man too won't die now. Because it's only, <laughs> it is only when he dies that he will hand over the thing. Papa is Ushenwa. He is getting stronger by the day. Every time you see him, it's as if he's eating something. He's eating manna. He never grows. He's young. And so the prodigal son, before he became a prodigal son, said that, you know what? I have waited for this old man for too long. He's not about to die. Look, he's now starting new businesses. He's now <laughs> employed a new doctor who will be taking care of him. He's got a, a, somebody who will be massaging him. He's, got, he's bought new machines to be exercising. This guy is not going anytime soon. In fact, the man himself doesn't even want to die. And when you are sitting by somebody who you are expecting that he will move, and especially when you are working with somebody, and then around 5 o'clock that you are expecting, oh, this is the time that he's going to close. It's the time that he has called for documents. <laughs> It's the time that he has called for documents and the documents are coming from maybe 30 minutes away. So now he's waiting for his documents that are coming in 30 minutes time. And once the document arrives, it's two hours on the document. So your plan for leaving in 10 minutes has changed to three hours. And the man or that woman is not in a hurry. There's no pressure. It's now that he's relaxing. Can you bring me orange juice? Can you, can you organize some um, meat pie in addition? It's like, I'm not, no, such people, you don't want to be around them. And I'm sure that the prodigal son's father was like that. When the man was expecting the old man to be retiring, the man is now refiring. Instead of retiring, he's refiring. So the guy said, you know what? Give me what is mine and let me go. I think I can do better out there enough of serving and that's the problem that's the problem when we are supposed to serve for the blessing when we are supposed to serve for the breakthrough when we are supposed to serve for God to lift us up that's when we decide that you know what I will build my own I want to build my own so this guy left and then when you get to verse 15 you see that First thing that started happening to him is that the covering changed. His covering changed. And for those of you who don't understand what a covering does, one day I will let Pastor Ebi preach a message on that for you. Covering. It's so important that you are careful not to lose the cover. I was listening to a message preached by the Archbishop. He said that he was doing well in ministry. He was a big man. Growing, doing well. He was the only um, charismatic church in Ghana at the time. And he was called the Papa. Then one day, his father, Archbishop Bensley Dahosa of Blessed Memory, called him for a meeting. Then he replied, I tell him I won't come. You are shocked. 
called him for a meeting. He said, I won't come. Then I think he did something else. He said he won't respond. And you know what started the, the whole issue? The issue was that some minister in America had written a magazine. And the article in the magazine says that Action Chapel was one of Idahose's branches. So, Papa knowing that it is not a branch, he's a man, he's a big man, wrote a letter to the magazine that I am not a branch of that church. I am my own man. So the people too called his father. Yes. That, oh, we are very sorry. We made a mistake in our, in our uh, presentation. And we said that this man is a branch of yours. But he has called or he has sent a letter to clarify that he's not a branch. And he's not any. He said, wow, Nicholas. So he called him. He said, I won't come. Then I think the old, old man removed his covering that if you won't come you're on your own he said that immediately the covering was removed he was there at the time this was PNDC issues time he was there when soldiers came to carry him and they started terrorizing him I mean his life they, they almost jailed him then he realized that no something is wrong. Either somebody told him or the Spirit of the Lord told him that you have kicked against the cover. You need your cover. So he called the old man. He wants to come and say, I don't want to see you. I want to come. I want to come. He said he heard that the old man is having a program in London. He took a flight and arrived in London. And then found where he was. Immediately the man came out of the meeting. He threw himself on the floor and held his leg. I am sorry. I am sorry. He said the old man just said, Satan, this is a matter between father and son. Get your hand out of it. That was it. He said by the time he came back, the case had been killed. Everything was settled. So he met one of the others. So what happened? The guy told him that it was as if any time they planned and any time they were told to come, there was something that hindered them. There was another agenda that would come up. There was another agenda that would come up that would hinder them. There was somebody who was hindering them all the time. But that particular time, when the order came, there was no hindrance. It was just straight to the point. Covering. Uh, so people who don't understand what a cover does. I have seen people being beaten from pillar to post because they, they lost their covering. You may think that it's not important. 
It's like sitting in, in a room which has a, a roof and a ceiling that's not leaking. And then it's raining outside. But you don't even know it. It is stormy outside. You don't even know it. It's snowing outside. You don't even know it because you are under a certain covering. And you are walking around feeling that, ah, Charlie, there's no self, no defeat, touch me. Rain, no defeat, touch me. The element, no defeat, touch me. Nothing can worry me. Nothing can affect me. Just because there is a covering, but because you don't even know the presence of the covering, you can feel that there's nothing. It is your own power and might. That's the reason why sometimes we do these things and then we get out. That now, I'm a big man. You step out. Immediately you step out. Then you begin to feel the presence of the rain, the presence of the snow, the effect of the element, the effect of the winter. And then you begin to shake. You begin to get sick. Things begin to fall apart. And you are wondering that, ah, but just a month ago, I was so powerful. Just a month ago, nothing was hitting me. Just a month ago, everything was okay. The reason why everything was okay was not because you were the one. It was because there was a covering. There was a covering. There was a covering. I have seen so many people who were working in a certain ministry and as they were in the ministry, they were doing very well. Powerful ministration. Powerful prayer life. Powerful everything. The church grew. Things were happening. And, 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 and they were given opportunity to preach and do things. So they felt that Wow, I am heavily anointed. Powerful man of God I am. I am a papa. I am a heavyweight man. This is the time that now, me too, I have to step out and, and exhibit my anointing. And sometimes it is some of the people that you are preaching to who will tell you that, I, I, you look, look, whenever you are preaching, eh, the way I feel, no. The way I feel, no. That's what they do. The, the, the way I feel and the revelation and the depth of the revelation that comes you know, I feel that this place is too small for your anointing this place is too small cannot contain your anointing so if I were you I will step out because until you step out this container will control your anointing then as intelligent as you are, you also take on the bait and then you step out. Then you start. Then you start receiving the fire. Then you start receiving the attacks. And then now you ask yourself, am I even called at all? You were called, but you were called under a certain covering. And you are supposed to remain under that covering until God says that I have created a new covering. You cannot leave one covering without having another. You cannot walk out of a room and enter into the rain without an umbrella and expect that you will not be beaten. So let God change your covering or extend it or give you a new one before you ask permission to step out. Don't just get up. I am leaving. I am no more a servant. You would just give yourself trouble. 
I have seen, let me even take it out of the church, I have seen people who are working in businesses under a certain leadership. And they were doing extremely well. And they thought that they were gurus. The, the other, other competitors came to them and spoke to them that, look, you are doing so well. I want you to move and come and be with me and serve me in this place. I would make thee ruler over many things because you have been doing very well here. I would help you. I'll set you up. I'll do this. I'll do that. Without knowing that, it is the structure that has been set. It is the system that has been set. It is the information that has been set. It is the support that has been made. It is all the things that have been put in place. It is the experience that has been made. It is the exposure that has been given. That has given them the opportunity to be able to do well the way they are doing. They get up and step out. And then they go and fail. And then the person who called them said, I don't need you, you are useless. Get out of here. I have seen it happen several times. I have seen people under a certain cover in a certain church. They take a microphone and they are singing. You know that this is anointing. They take a microphone, new songs are pouring out. Then they just get up and decide that, you know what? Songs are pouring out, so I have to go and sing my own songs. They step out. You wait for them five years, seven years. Eight, I've seen them eight years, nine years, ten years, twelve years. You are waiting for the song to come out. They have sung. They have sung. You are waiting for the song to come out. The song never comes out. I have seen them. And for some, I've waited for twelve years. I have waited for twelve years. Some have waited for 20 years. I don't even know where they passed or where they are. Recently, I heard one of them died. I said, God, how did this guy die so miserably? Just died. And this guy was undercover. His pastor told him, you know what? Let's just do this thing. No, 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 no. My anointing is for a lot of churches, not for just one church. Who says Sinatra's anointing is not for a lot of churches? Her anointing is for a lot of churches. Her anointing is for the world. But he has one pastor and she sits under that pastor and follows that pastor everywhere. And her anointing has gone everywhere. Who says Mesichino's anointing is not for one pastor? It's for a whole church. It's for the whole world. But she sits under one pastor. Who says Eben's anointing is not for the world? It's for the world. But he sits under one pastor. Who says that, that all those guys that are, who says Joe Metal's anointing is for, not for the world? It's for the world. But he sits under one pastor they understand what we call covering because when they are going they, when they are going they tell their pastor I've been invited here come in the name of Jesus come go and fire they step out and the thing is just exploding then we have the outcasts the outcasts polarized, useless, anointed people. They sing one song and feel that, ah. They preach one message and they feel that, mm. They sign one check and they feel that, mm. My anointing is growing. My business skill is growing. My singing grace is growing. My this and my that is growing. Then they step out. Then after some time they begin, I, I, I had one, I had one. I had one in business. I had one. She, I, I have brought you up. I have brought you up as a, as a child. 
At a point, he comes to me that I told myself that by the age of 27, I should be working for myself. And I was 27 this year. I'm going to be 28. So I'm resigning. I said, you are free to go. I said, you are free to go. I said, you are free to go. I will not hold you back. You are free to go. He started misbehaving. One, two, three. I said, oh, brother. No, you don't have to misbehave. I said, you are free to go. I released him. He left. Within two years, I began to receive phone calls of police. He has been arrested. He is behind bars. We have to bail him. This one is chasing him. He is owing this person. This one wants to kill him. This one is after him. Everything was going bad. Everything, everything. I said, brother, what happened to you? Chief, I don't know, but things are not going well. I said, it will work. Push it. It will work. Push it. When, after one year, when he left, he comes around there. When he comes around, it's like, you are still doing this, your small, small things. Me, I've gone for an office. I've been having Monday morning meetings. I have, and, and, and you see the big things that they, and then they'll tell you, you know, we, we, the chief, there's some business that is coming up in the mining sector. I, I, I think that you should position yourself to, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Then he'll come. You know, um, they are doing school feeding project and I've got some contract in it. So I, if you can help me with some small money so that I, I said, oh, take it and go and do, go and do your business and, and see how it will help you. Then you come, you know, I've met some guys. So recently they called me, they called me that one of the politicians wants me to help him to um, give him some money or meet me for something. But, you know, I wasn't so sure. So I said, oh, me, nobody has called me. I've been doing, I've been doing this since um, 2007. Nobody has called me. You, you, you just left here in no, 2011 or 2010. Somebody's called you. I said, go on. Receive the call. Then you come, you come and pass by looking so shiny and chapelezos. I said, hey, Charlie, what is happening to me? It's a word. Two years, three years down the line. I was there. I heard a radio announcement. Business was in trouble. I said, brother, he went, disappeared. You call him, his phone doesn't work. You call him, everything, no, nothing. You can't get hold of him. The whole world is chasing him. And I, coverless, I looked for him. I said, come and see me. He came to my office. I said, brother, you are killing yourself. You are killing yourself. Come back home. Come back home. Come back home. Don't kill yourself. Come back home. He said, I'm coming. I said, come. He came back. I embraced him. I said, you know what? I'll put you in this position. Begin to work in that position. Do this, do this, do this. I said, you know what? We will start organizing the debts that you have carried. We will pay some for you. Hey, let me talk to this person. I called the person. I said, don't worry him. We, we are going to take care of it. So from today, every month we'll pay you this. Talk to this person. Every man will pay you this. Talk to this man. Come and see how, how my son has now settled comfortably and he's working. Since he came back, fire! His oil is flowing and his work is super. The same person with covering, without covering. There are two different things. 
I have seen people whose marriages were rocky. Rocky marriages. They came under this covering. They married. They didn't even have to have a meeting. That this is how your marriage must be. This is how it must turn. This is what must happen. There was no meeting. It's just the covering. It's just the covering. That a covering and the spoken word. May things begin to work. May things begin to do. May this happen. May this happen. Somebody came here. His business scattered. Everything was off. Sat here with him. I said, as you have come here, you do A, B, and C. Things will change. He came to give me a testimony that things have started changing. It's just that because of bad habits, when things begin to change, people cannot operate under the covering properly. Then they start breaking the covering and then they reverse the whole process. Are you here? So the thing that first happened to the prodigal son was that his covering was changed. His covering was changed. Because the covering determines how far you go. The covering determines your protection. The covering determines your provision. The covering determines your access. The covering determines your promotion. The covering determines where you sit. The covering determines how far and how fast you travel. The covering determines who can kill you and who cannot kill you. The covering determines even who will arrest you and who cannot arrest you. Have I not been here? Have I not been here? And people are using my name to get themselves out of the hands of policemen. I'm sitting here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just sitting here. It's just the covering. They just mentioned the name that, oh, we are from here. He's our father. Oh, ah, oh, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, it's okay. Let him go. That's all. Physically, apart from those who are operating, operating under cover spiritually, if you are in this place and your marriage is not working, it is obvious that you are not undercover. If you are in this place, you are doing business and it's not working, it is obvious your, your business is not undercover. If you are here and you are financially bankrupt, you are not undercover. If you are here ministerially, you are bankrupt, you are not undercover. If you are here in wisdom, you don't have it, you are not undercover. If you are here and you are bereft of sense, you are not undercover. I don't have foolish children. Every foolish person that operates in this church is not undercover. Every poor child in this church is not undercover. Everyone who doesn't think about building, becoming great, is not undercover. It's not my child. It's not from my loins. My loins give birth to great people. Look. Look at my grandfather. My grandfather is um, Archbishop Duncan Williams. My great-grandfather is Archbishop Idahosa. My father is Eastwood Anaba. How is it possible? How is it possible that my child will be a fool? How is it possible that my child will not make it? How is it possible that my child is a failure? How is it possible that it's not possible? It's just not possible. It's just not possible. I am connected to a certain source and my DNA is rich. Rich. My dear, I know it. I know, I know it. I know it. 
the kind of opposition that we deal with, if I wasn't from that stock, I would have been finished by now. DNA is solid, it's rich. So when I see idiots coming out, I know that they are not from my DNA. When I see unproductive and fruitful people, I know they are not from my DNA. When I see marital chaos, I know it's not from my DNA. I see ministers who are not doing well. I know it's not my idea. Because usually, when they are under my covering, they do well. Immediately they step out. I don't know what happens to them. It determines your place. It determines your position. It determines your prosperity. It determines your provision. It determines your protection. So that is the difference that happens when the man shifted. The next difference was his status. I am just going over what I talked to you last week. The next difference was in status. Status. His status changed. Verse 21. Give me verse 21. His status completely changed. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I am no longer a son. I am not. My status has changed. I'm no longer a son. I'm a servant. I am, I, I am, I am no longer in the position where I'm supposed to be. I'm no longer, I, I, I am no longer the person that you gave birth to. I am no longer who I, I am supposed to be. Your status changes when you shift like that. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference between a servant of God's status and an outcast status. And your status must show. Your status must show that you are a child servant of God. Servant of God. That's the reason why you see some servants of God. You see their status. You now you are like, Ish. Charlie, did they chop big man? They are not chopping big man. That's what they are. That is, they are servants of God. Have you seen the people who serve a tomb for? You see the gold that they carry. Have you seen the chief of staff of the president? They are the president's servants. Which door can close to them? Which car cannot they, can they drive? Which contract would they not be able to get? They are the servants of the president. Their status, no, your status can never be compared to that of the servant of the president. Ordinary Joe walking around. What? That's the reason why your status as a servant of God must not be the same as the status of somebody who is not a servant of God. It should not be. It should not be. It cannot be. It cannot be. So I don't apologize for being different. I don't apologize for being big. I don't apologize for being rich. I don't apologize for being wealthy. I don't apologize for being smart. I don't apologize for being intelligent. I don't apologize for doing well. My status is different. I am a servant of God. I am not a servant of any useless person. I am a servant of the most high God. My status cannot be the same as an outcast. And your status cannot be the same as an outcast. 
You cannot walk around with your head bowed down, with your bodies like that, you, you, as, if, as if you are borrowing the space that you are walking on, as if you are borrowing the step that you are taking. Let, let, let me borrow one step on, on the ground. Let me borrow the next step. Walk like you own the place. You are walking. My status is not the same as an outcast. Different status, different level. That's what happened. When the guy gets there, I know I am not at the same level anymore. If only you would take me as one of your boys around here. How can a son, how can an heir to the throne, how can a second in command come back only because he decided that I will not serve my father. I am going to serve pigs. And some of us, that's how we operate. We don't want to serve God. We don't want to serve our spiritual fathers. We don't want to serve our spiritual heads. We don't want to serve anybody. But you see, by deciding not to serve anybody, you have decided to serve pigs. Just by deciding that I will not serve anybody, I will not follow anybody, I will not build anybody's dream. Why do you think that I went to follow my father? It's an honor to serve a great man. It's a complete honor. It's, it's something that I would die for. It's not something I'm going to walk away from anytime soon. I'm here to stay. Serving. I've started looking for, I've started looking for land close to his house. All the way upper east region. If I'm serving you, I serve you like I don't have tomorrow. I know, I know what God bless you by a great man means. I know it. I know it. I know it. Today, one of my fathers sent me a message. I won't mention it. He said, How is the son doing? We miss you. How is the son doing? We miss you. I said, Daddy, we are doing great, Pa. We miss you more. Thanks for checking on us. We miss you. How is the son doing? We miss you. Who do you serve to the point that the person will, out of their busy life, remember you? How is the son doing? How is the daughter doing? Because we are all selfish. Serving our own interests, never serving God. Look, you may say that, oh, that's for me, I am serving God. You can never serve God directly. You are joking. That's for me, I want to serve God directly. I don't want to serve God through any man. Huh? Give them that message. Give them that message. I want to, I'm, as, for, as for me, I deal directly with God, deal directly with God. So you have dealt directly with God uh, and look at your life. Then your God you are serving is very wicked. Why is God not helping you? Your God is very wicked because me, my God, he takes care of me. Oh, my God takes care of me, Papa. My God shocks me all the time. Because I, I like to serve him. I am his servant. Wherever you, you look, God, God, you serve God through serving his people. You serve God by serving his servants. 
That's what me. I, I'm not serving. I, I don't. I serve God directly. Do you even know God? Do you even know God? Pastor Prosper. Number three. Give me verse 17. Number three. Difference in outcomes of life. The difference, there's a difference between a servant of God and an outcast. And the third difference is in their outcome in life. And I can use myself as an example. The outcome of my life now between me and other people I know is totally different. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? The outcome. The out- His outcome was that of hunger. His outcome was that of perishing. And then he said, my father's servants, hired servants, they have bread. Their outcome is different. When you serve God, you must insist on a different outcome. You must insist on a different status. You must insist on a different covering. You must insist on a different outcome. I cannot be the same as everybody else. My outcome shouldn't be the same. When I'm praying, I say, God, I am serving you. One outcome for differ from the other people, them outcome. When I'm going for a contract, I tell him, God, I am your servant. The money, when it comes, it will serve you. My outcome for this meeting must be different from everybody's outcome. My outcome cannot and should not and must never be the same. And I stand on that. I say, God, I am your servant. I'm your servant. The outcome must be different. We cannot have the same outcome. Cannot have the same outcome. I can't go and write exam as a servant of God and have a worse outcome than the, the, the outcast. It's not possible. It's not possible. I will study. I will do my best what I have to do. But my outcome, grace must speak for me. Grace must speak for me. I can't go for a job interview and then my outcome is the same as I will prepare and grace must speak for me. My my outcome must be different. My outcome must be different. My outcome must be different. I cannot go and negotiate for something and then we are all at the same level. Whatever they say to, what we say to one, we say to all. We cannot do that. You don't say to one and say to all. I am different. We are not all the same level. Say whatever you want to say to them, but when you finish, let's talk differently. And I've seen it several times. Outcome must differ. I'm a servant of God. I place a demand on the fact that my outcome should not be the same. When the prodigal son left his father, his outcome was not the same as the outcome of his brother who was serving the father. So if I am still serving the father, and somebody has stepped out, we cannot still remain under the same outcome. So the outcome is different. It will differ. 
The outcome of your marriage must be different. The outcome of your business must be different. The outcome of your education must be different. The outcome of your life must be different. Your finances must be different. The outcome, I'm telling you that one of the best decisions anybody can make, which I made, was to become a servant of God. I'm a servant of God. It was one of the best decisions. One of the best decisions. And that's one of the decisions that controls and drives my life all through till now. All through till now. Today I had to force myself to read my business messages. I had to force them because the, the, the servant of God has taken over my life. And I want it. I want it. I want it. I need you. I want it. 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 I want to. I want to operate to a point where they, everybody knows this one is a servant of God. A servant of God with evidence, with manifestations. Servant of God. You enter my house. You must know that you have entered the house of a servant enter my life, you must know that I have entered the life of the servant of God. You sit in my car, you must know that the servant of God is the one you are sitting with. When you talk to me on phone, you must feel that mm, I'm talking to the servant of God. Who is, who is your master? So difference in outcomes of life. Difference in peace that you enjoy. Difference. There's a difference in the peace that they enjoy. Servants have a different type of peace they enjoy. Outcasts also are there. Check Isaiah 48, 18 for me. Are you enjoying the message? Are you receiving the message? Are you being blessed by the message? Are you learning anything? You must be convicted. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. It's only servants who listen. Is a servant who listen to commandments and heed. He says, oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river. And your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Or better still, oh, that you had obeyed my words. Oh, that you had done my bidding. Oh, that you had followed what I wanted you to do. Oh, that you had become my servant. Then your peace would have been like a river. Then your peace would have been like a river. Sometimes you see some servants of God and you wonder why they have such peace in their life. Why they have such peace in their marriage. Why they have so much peace and yet maybe they've not paid rent. Maybe they don't even know where the next meal is going to come from. But they have so much peace. Sometimes they don't even know how they are going to pay their next bill. But there's so much peace. He says, oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Because we have been heeding his commandments, he says that your peace would be like a river. Peace like a river. Peace like a river. So the difference, there's a difference in the peace level of servants of God and outcasts. And as long as you are an outcast, you will suffer 
a peaceless life. Every time, every time you are looking for peace, peace will be running away from you. He says, oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then, if you had heeded, then your peace would have been like a river. Because you didn't heed, and you're an outcast, and you don't listen to anybody, and you don't you don't do anybody's bidding, and you don't follow anybody's steps, and you don't do anything, your peace will not be like a river. That's that's what the Bible is saying. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying. It. I'm just telling. You. I'm just reading the Bible for you. I'm just explaining what the Bible is saying. That the difference between a servant of God. And an outcast is the peace they enjoy. Is the peace they enjoy. Is the peace that they go through in their life. Is the peace they have. Is the peace they have. In fact, some, sometimes there's peace that you can't even explain. Peace you can't explain. You, you know, get money for your pocket. Your landlord is worrying you. Things are not going the way you expect it to go. Yet, you can sleep some. Wake up, you are free, you are okay. Another person has money. Money is not a problem. But the thing called peace, a man is always troubled, always turbulent, always there's something happening. And they use money to pay people so that they will get peace. You, you are looking for money. To pay your rent, not not because you want you, not because that, that is what will give you peace. You have the peace already, but this one is responsible that you must take care of. Another man has all the money, has all the rent, has all the things that he needs to have, and yet there's no peace. I have seen people who you talk to them, and you can tell that they don't have peace, but they have everything. They have everything. They have everything, but they are restless. Others too, they have nothing, but they are not restless. It's the difference in serving God. It's the difference in serving God. It's the difference in placing your life down in His hands. It's the difference that comes by giving everything to Him that I am serving you. I want you to see me as your servant. I want you to call me whenever you want to call me. I want you to send me wherever you want to send me. I want you to use me in whichever way you want to use me. I want to be your servant at your beck and call. Call me at dawn, I will wake up. Call me in the night, I will wake up. Call me in the afternoon, I'm available. Can God call you? Can God depend on you? Can God depend on you? Can God depend on you? The next difference, Luke 15, 29. I want to finish the differences. There are two more. Luke 15, 29. The difference in prosperity. Difference in prosperity. <laughs> Yesterday, the Lord took me to some place. I stood there like this. And I was asking God that, how, how did I get here? How, how did I get here? Early part of the year, the Lord took us to some places. And then the question we're asking was, how did we get here? How did we get here? I mean, for, 
for about a year to two years now. That has been our consistent question. How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? Because we don't qualify. We didn't work for it. We didn't go to school for it. We didn't pay bribe for it. How did we get here? 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 And sometimes when I walk into the building, I look around and I ask them, how did we get here? I enter the office. I said, how did we get here? I get home. How did we get here? I sit down in a car. How did we get here? This morning, my wife was walking out of the house and said that, I feel like a fraud. I said, what do you mean? She said that, the life that the Lord has given me, it doesn't look like a life that I have worked for. It's like I have stolen that life. It is somebody's life that the Lord has given me and I feel like a thief. How did we get here? So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. Continue. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. Go to 31. That's the verse I'm looking for. He says, that. and he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that I have is yours. You are always with me and all that I have is yours. Forget about the small goat that I gave to this one who has returned. It was out of your goats that I gave him one. Everything is yours. The prosperity level is different. It is different. The prosperity of a servant of God cannot be compared to an outcast. And I see God lifting you up in prosperity. I see God blessing you and prospering you. I see God oiling your life to a point where everyone will look at you and wonder how did he become? How did she become? May the Lord, as long as you serve, cause you to be different from the outcasts. Prosperity. Prosperity. And I am not afraid of prosperity. Because it is not something that I am stealing or I am begging for. It is something that says, and he said to you, son, you are always with me. Son, you are always with me. Emmanuel, you are always with me. Prosper, you are always with me. Nesta, you are always with me. You are always with me. You are always with me. And all that I have, all that I have is yours. Not some of the things I have. All that I have is yours. Because you are always with me. You are serving me. You are running around me. You are following me. Everywhere I turn, I see you. When I'm looking for someone to send, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to call, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to do something, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to worship me, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to praise me, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to do evangelism, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to pray, you are there. When I'm looking for someone to talk to, you are there. You are always with me and all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. Son, you are always with me. 
you are always with me. And all that I have is yours. All that I have is yours. What made him have all that the father has is because he was always with him. Serving him. His brother said, I don't want to serve the old man again. Give me what is mine. Let me go. He took it. But all that I have is yours. Because when people were leaving, you stayed to serve me. When the going got tough and your brother said that, give me my own. You could also have said that, hey, me too, give me my own and let me go. And I would have been a childless father walking around. But you honored me by not leaving me. You honored me by serving me. You honored me by not following the outcast. You stayed and so son, all that I have is yours. Unfortunately, some of us, we don't see that by serving, all that he has becomes ours. I'm still talking about 633 of Matthew. Seek ye first. Stay with me. Be with me. Hang with me. And all that I have will be yours. You say, son, you have been with me. You have been with me. You have stayed. You have not gone anywhere. You have followed. You have served. You have worshipped. You have done evangelism. You have prayed. Whatever it is I needed, you did. So, we built it together. How can I give it to another person? How can I hand it over to another person? Who else qualifies for this? But you, the one who served for it. Who qualifies for this? But you, the one who handed everything over to somebody and stayed that as for me, as for me, I am not. As for me and my house, we are going to be here to serve the Lord. You looked at something else and you said that this one should go. I want to stay with the old man and I want to serve. Son, all that I have is yours. That prosperity that was spoken over the life of that man that same prosperity, I pray that they will speak over your life. That son or daughter, all that I have is yours because you have been with me. 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 Look, 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 look. Let me tell you something. Even me, even me, as wicked as I am, as human as I am, as evil as I am, people who have worked with me for a long time, I want them to have things As human, evil, wicked as I am. People who have served me for years. I don't want them to go away. Look, I don't want them to be, to be, to be an advertisement of poverty. I don't want them to walk around because they embarrass me when they walk around in poverty. They embarrass me when they walk around worthless. They embarrass me when they walk around having nothing. They embarrass me when they go around and say, who is your pastor? Who is your master? Who is your employer? They say, Emmanuel, far be it from me that my employees must be useless, must look poor, tattered, zero, no, even me. I want the people who serve me to look powerful. I want the people who work with me to look powerful. 
I want them to look glorious. I want, I want, I want, I want to be proud to introduce them. I said that I want to meet my managers as I am coming from the airport. I want to meet them at the airport going. As I am coming, I want to meet them going. Oh, where are you going? Oh, this weekend I'm going to Dubai with my family. So for how many days? Oh, three days. Wow. All right. See you on Monday. Bye. Are you understanding me? I want to be invited to my, my, my employees, their homes. And then I go with my four children. And there, there, there's so much room, they can run around and never end. They have nice houses, boys' quarters, playground, swimming pool, whatever. That is what I want for people who have served me and worked with me for years. As evil as I am, if I think this way, how much more the God that we serve, who has no evil in him, who has no guile in him, who has no wickedness in him, he will do more exceedingly, abundantly, above what you think or imagine. May God do that for you in the name of Jesus. As you serve, as you give your life, as you give your time, as you give your talent, as you give your skill, as you serve him wholeheartedly, he take care of you. Take care of your children. Take care of your family. Take care of the things that are important to you. Take care of you. Provide for you. And make you a differently blessed, differently prosperous, differently, differently promoted, differently uplifted, differently honored person. Anybody who sees you must be wondering, what did they happen? And they will wonder. They will wonder. Somebody called, somebody called my wife a few days ago and said that your birthday, a group of us, we were thinking of what to buy for you. And these people are not in church. They are, not, they, are, they are big people. They said, we discussed among ourselves and we said that she has everything. She has everything. We don't know what happened to them. But God has blessed them so much, we don't even know what to do for them. That shall be your story in the name of Jesus. He said, we don't know, is that what they said? We don't know what happened. We don't know what happened. But don't compare yourself to them because God has blessed them. We don't even know what to do for them. When I heard it, I So I am not the only one who feels that you have blessed me. I'm not the only one who thinks that. Where did I pass? But you have actually made other people also see that we don't know what happened, but God has blessed them. May that be your portion. May that be your story. May people marvel and wonder what happened. Difference in prosperity. Then difference in relationship with the father. Verse 31. The same verse 31. Son, you are always with me. You are my son. Different relationship. The other one, he says, I want to be a servant. But this one, you are my son. All that I have is yours. It's a different relationship. 
different relationship. And then finally, difference in existence. Verse 32. Difference in existence. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead. He was dead. So, he actually didn't even exist. He was dead. So, what the father was saying was that, you are alive. It's a different existence. Your brother was dead. You are alive. You have always been alive. And now he's joined you. He was lost. So, his existence was that of a dead man and a lost man. Your existence is that of a living being and a found person. So there's a difference in existence. So don't live your life like a dead, lost person. It is for the outcast. The servants, they are found and they are alive. You, 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 you are alive. You are found. You are not lost. You are not dead. And you will not die. May the Lord cause his blessing to be upon his word. And may the Lord add manifestation to the word that has been preached. And may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Glorify himself in your life. And as you serve him, may he make you great. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Pastor Emmanuel Methel. We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methel and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.